oh, you want me to do the intro? Oh, okay. Hey, everybody. My name is Aiden Mattis. This is Aiden Thornbury. I'm not sure if the camera's on, but welcome to the Lore Lodge. <laughs> it is now. It is now? Okay, cool. All right. So, uh, it, ooh, it's been a wild day for, uh, for lore and conspiracies. I have been told I am a Satanist. I have been told I am anti-Catholic. I have been told I am uh, too Christian. I have been told I'm not Christian enough. These are all things you get told when you're a Freemason. Um, what I've learned today is that uh, nobody on the internet knows what Freemasonry is. Um, and when you are a Freemason and you try to tell them, they tell you you're wrong. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be discussing uh, that which I actually can talk about when it comes to Freemasonry. Um, we're also going to talk a little bit about Missing 411. A little bit about uh, some Gobekli Tepe and some Atlantis stuff, because I got yelled at by the internet about that as well. Um, Archie apparently is going to be talking to us from my room, where I can hear him very clearly, so I hope you can't. Uh, and that that's going to be today's topics, I think. Yep. Aiden, how you, how you feeling? He's chewing. Um, I'm feeling fantastic, aside from the fact that I'm just very hungry. Yeah, I bought him some... Some chicken, because I love him. Yes, he does. He's, he's my little boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, I think to start off, um, I, I think we're just, I'll, I'll do an intro to, to what uh, Freemasonry is, how I got involved with it, uh, you know, where, where I am with it now, kind of all that. So, uh I mean, to start it off, so I my interest was peaked in, in masonry when um, when I was in college and I was writing a paper on the Knights Templar, and I came across a book that I can't remember the name of, but I did reference it in one of my papers, which you can actually find. I uploaded it to our Patreon. I uploaded one of my college academic papers to our Patreon, Aiden. I am I am just killing the game. Um, why are you looking at me like that? I'm not. I'm, I'm just making sure everything is working properly, oh, that's okay. all. Uh, but yeah, so I was writing a paper. I was writing a paper on the Templars, and uh, a book by a man who was a Freemason came up in my research, and I was reading through it, and he referenced uh, the Masons as a reformation of the Templar order and all that, and I thought that was interesting, and you know, kind of not even... On the same level, I was in another class, and we were learning about guilds. And in the Middle Ages, the guild structure was that you had apprentice, journeyman, and master. And a master could take on an apprentice, and a, a journeyman basically worked as the middle level with specific regulations until they reached the rank of master. If you recognize this from Star Wars, good job. That's basically how the Jedi work. But... So in all this, it was kind of like floating around in my head. And then back before COVID started, I was watching National Treasure. I was also watching National Treasure 2, The Book of Secrets. Phenomenal films. Uh, Nicolas Cage's best work. Except maybe Ghost Rider. Um, good, good movie. Great movie. Uh, so yeah, but also National Treasure... It, every time I watch it, I forget the entire second half of the movie exists. You know that sequence where, like, he gets captured and then he jumps off the boat? I don't. It has been so long since I've seen those movies that I genuinely can't remember exactly what happened. Oh, so, okay. remind well, me. Anyway, there's a sequence where the bad guys capture Nick Cage, and uh, he, they, they have him on a... I think it's like a... 
it looks like it's like the Battleship New Jersey or something. I can't remember if it okay. is or not, or if they're in D.C., but uh, he ends up jumping off of it and getting, you know, rescued and all that. Uh, whole big thing. But in that movie, there's a lot of Masonic symbolism, and it gets brought up that, you know, D.C. is laid out in the shape of the square and compass, and there's all these Masonic symbols, and there's all this stuff about Ben Franklin and George Washington, both of whom were Masons, um, and there's just a, a lot of that in there. So this was probably March of 2020. And about a week later, I got the email from Penn State that our classes were going to be going entirely online. And I went, hmm, that's interesting. And I realized I had a lot of time on my hands. So I, I reached out to my local Masonic Blue Lodge. And I said, hey, can I, uh, can I maybe join? And they went, yeah took about a year because of covid I was gonna say that sounds rather easy yeah but i uh, i got my my meetings in and you know did, did went through the process and as of june i am a third degree mason which is the uh technically it's very confusing but that is the highest level you can get within the basic masonic structure um what just enjoying my oh, okay my yeah magic. so so i became a master mason in june and since then, uh, I've seen a lot of misinformation floating around, but that's to be expected. It wasn't until I was on TikTok and I came across somebody with the very similar Masonic Bible that I have um, that is on this shelf. Just as a heads up, we just got a super chat. Mm. So uh, should we address now or do we well, want to hold off until... What's it about? Uh, it says it's from Commander Canada two one three five dollars. Okay, thank you, thank you Commander Canada. Uh, it says I am inevitable. Also, people are soft. My guy is getting canceled for badassness in history. <laughs> also, National Treasure is great. Oh my God! So, <laughs> Commander people are Canada, soft. are we? Are you talking about me getting canceled? Because if I'm getting canceled, I was not yet aware of it. Well, to um, be fair, I mean, or are we talking about Stakuyi? Because that's something we can talk about as well, and I'm I'm happy to. I actually reached out to him. I need to send him a formal email. But about uh, getting him on the podcast, so hopefully like you, we'll be doing that soon. You are uncancelable at this point because yeah, don't don't encourage them. Oh no, don't encourage them. <laughs> I think it's I think it's safe to say you life finds a way. I was just gonna <laughs> say you better say finds a way. <laughs> yeah, so uh, your shit posters were so busy figuring out whether or not they could that they didn't stop to think of whether or not they should. Um, that's that's chaos theory. Jeff Goldblum is a national treasure. Um, he really is. Can we oh get a? God. Can we get just? Can we get Jeff film? Goldblum on the podcast? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Everybody go spam Jeff Goldblum and tell him to come on the podcast. Uh, don't do that. Don't harass Jeff Goldblum. Or, or do just. I didn't tell you to. If you do do that. Point of the matter is. I uh, I came across a video and it was a woman with a Masonic Bible, pretty much the same one I have, which I am fully aware of what's in it. It's nothing secret. It's definitely not, like, stuff you, you would find with an internet search, but it's not secret. Mm. Like, you'd have to actually look for it. It wouldn't just come up on, like, oh, what are the secrets of the Freemasons? You wouldn't get the stuff that's in that book. Um, you would get mostly stuff that's not even true. Because it, it was probably written by uh, William Morgan, and he was just a... <laughs> what a con, man. But, yeah. So she was flipping through her book, and she's like, if there's anything you want to know, let me know. And I commented on it and said, respectfully, I would prefer if you didn't. But then I saw the, uh, the hashtag, like Masonic TikTok, so I clicked on it. I was curious. And a lot of it is conspiracy theories. 
a lot of it's, you know, inside the Freemasons and, you know, somebody driving past a Masonic temple in California going, this is the Masonic temple. It strangely looks like a church. You know, follow for more of my saga as I infiltrate the Mason. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, you're not going to get in that. You're not going to get into any relevant part of that building. Um, and if you do. They, also, the Masonic temple in Philadelphia is open. It's a museum. <laughs> Is it really? You can literally walk in. Like, you can't walk into the actual, like, lodges that are within it, but in terms of the building itself, you, you can walk around, you can tour it, it's open. Yeah. Um, people have this weird misconception that the Freemasons are a secret society, and it's no, we're a society with secrets. What's what's in the temple? Why well, might there's somebody a library, just... there's some cool rooms. The Philadelphia Temple, specifically, is just very, very beautiful. I was going to say, um, so, like, what might somebody... Why might somebody who isn't a mason it's just go. pretty okay it's got cool collections of books and stuff like it's just pretty fair it's the same reason you'd go to any cathedral really um you know, to look around it's pretty ah my nose itches but the uh the what i find somewhat odd about it is that there are plenty of things where you you can't divulge secrets um none of them get called a cult uh, this is a valid point. If you work for, say, a pharmaceutical company, and you are on the team that's developing a, a new HIV drug, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to tell people what's in the drug until it goes to market. You're not in a cult. You just signed an NDA. It's the same exact thing, except considerably less consequential. You've heard it here first, folks. It may make you sign an NDA. You're in a cult. Yes, that is that is what they should take away from this. <laughs> that is, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, Sorry, I'm, I'm still slightly dying. <coughs> Moving on. Moving swiftly along. So anyway, the Masons are not a cult. No, it's not a cult. Seeming like a cult um, to those who are not actually informed about it. Yeah, but uh, it's it's just so funny because as I've gotten more and more involved, I was waiting for it. I was like, all right, my first degree Mason. Now the Satanism's coming. <laughs> there was no Satanism. Like, okay, second degree. Yeah, yeah, all right, all right. No, no, not yet. Okay. <coughs> then I got my third degree, and this is where I'm like, I- I'm allowed to know all the secrets, right? Well, almost all of the secrets. Yeah. Um, I'm technically the highest rank you can get because everything else goes laterally at that point. Um, at least in the U.S. Yeah. And I go through the whole process. It's a long ceremony, by the way, to get your third degree. It's it's a lot. Um, Define a lot. Like an hour. Okay, well, that's... It's an... It's a... It, that might not sound very long, but when you're doing it, it feels very long. Um, okay. Also, Fair very enough. interesting, incredible story that gets told. Like, highly recommend if you are capable of becoming a mason. Yeah, absolutely do it. It yeah. is such an interesting experience, okay. um, and it's fascinating. And I, I love every minute of it. I feel like I've met some of the coolest dudes in the world. Um, I feel like I've got like a second family now. Uh, it's that's it's, awesome. It's awesome. It's and you know I feel like I am becoming a better a better man by having the support system that I now have. But it was a long process, and you know, you're you're sitting there, and you're like, "All right, surely there is something here that has allowed people who have come out at this same rank as me to go, oh, they're Luciferians, 
Oh, they, you know, all the reptilians. It's the Bohemian Grove. Like, Hogwarts. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and you get through it and you're like, oh, there's no references to Satan. This is actually a lot of very anti Satan stuff. Mm. And what I found as I did some more research is what that all comes from is this anti Masonic movement which essentially came out of uh, the, the Morgan affair in the 1800s and in, in some ways was related to... It's, it's hard to get into it all, but the, the part of the Morgan affair that people might be aware of is his book, The, um, the Secrets and Mystery of Freemasonry. Which is used... It's essentially all of the anti-Masonic rhetoric comes from this book. Okay. William Morgan gets a few things right. A few very basic things right about Freemasonry. It is very clear that he had been in a stated meeting of a Freemason lodge. It's very clear that he witnessed at least the first and second degree process. He gets everything else wrong. There is so much in the book that is wrong on its face that the fact he got anything right is shocking. It's it's one of those things that you're like it, it, it's the you, I'm trying to remember what TV show it was from, but it's like the the uh, they've got the the one pile of papers that's up to here, and he's like, well, I have this stack of papers that says you're wrong, and this single file that says you're right. And the woman's like, I knew it, and takes the, the one file. Mm. That's basically what people who are anti-Masons are doing with the secrets and mystery of Freemasonry. Okay. Um, also, there was a mysterious disappearance related to uh, William Morgan in that, um, essentially, he kept causing trouble. He kept getting into debt. He kept getting in jail. He kept causing issues. He just was a troublemaker. He was a con man. This is a guy who the very first thing he did when he moved into, I think it was his town in Virginia, the first one that he lived in. Um, he also married a woman who was way too young for him, like half his age, had a daughter with her, and practically abandoned both of them. Um, told everyone in his town that he had been given a battlefield commission by Andrew Jackson himself, despite never appearing on the militia rolls <laughs> for the War of 1812. Um, and then proceeded to lie his way into the Masons. Um, went to a royal arch chat. He got run out of the town he was in in Virginia and then proceeded to go to a lodge in New York and tell them that he had been a Mason down in Virginia. Back at the time, there wasn't the internet. Record keeping was a lot harder. They kind of took him at his word. He didn't tell him he was a master Mason. Um, but they were skeptical of him. And the, what's shocking about it is despite all of the problems with this man, that lodge kind of took him in and was like, we'll help you get back on your feet. We'll help you pay off your debts. You know, you're you're a member of our community. We're we're gonna do the right thing. And it was it was not him walking in that spurred that. It was one of the other masons in the lodge said we should help this guy. Mm. They proceeded to do that. And this is all in the minutes, by the way. This is oh, this is also all public knowledge. Um, this is all in the minutes from those meetings. We we have the record keeping <laughs> on it. We we know what happened. Um, Morgan, however made it clear that he was a liar, that he wasn't to be trusted. And over time, he developed such a bad reputation outside of masonry, in the town itself, that the lodge didn't really want his name on its records. 
So I forget exactly what they were holding a vote for, but they were holding a vote. I think it was whether to open a new Royal Arch Lodge in, in this town. It started with a P. I can't remember it off the top of my head. But they were deciding whether or not to open a new Royal Arch Lodge. And uh, they took a vote. And then a couple days later, some of the Masons were like, I don't like that William Morgan's name is on this, this vote. And they all went, good point. So they voted to scrap the first vote and take a second vote. Second vote had the same outcome as the first vote. This made William Morgan upset because he felt that this was a slight against him. Mm. So he goes to a, a few local businessmen and says, I'm going to write a book that basically exposes Freemasonry. And they went, cool, are you a Freemason? And he went, perhaps. Uh, so he proceeds to take the money for the book, not finish it for years, and then gets himself into Dedge's prison. Masons bail him out. Gets himself into Dedge's prison again. This time, the Masons are like, look, please don't write the book. You're causing trouble. Um, you're in a lot of legal trouble because Virginia just figured out where you are and they want us to send you back to them. This is the government of New York, by the way. The, the governor of New York went to William Morgan and was like, uh, Virginia wants you back for unpaid debts. But the governor of New York was a Mason. Mm. And a Mason who wanted to run for president. So what did he do? He arranged for William Morgan to be granted a cabin, some land, and a homestead in Canada. Just over the border. Like mm. in Ontario. And Morgan said, okay, I accept. And they went, alright, so we're gonna... You're in prison right now. We're gonna send your wife and children along. And... You know, like, you'll go up to the cabin, right? He's like, yeah, I'll go up to the cabin. Um, he didn't go up to, cab to the cabin. Naturally. Yeah, gets himself gets himself back in jail. Um, Naturally. Masons bail him out again. Last he's seen is being carted off by a couple of Freemasons in a mm -hmm. horse and buggy. Never seen again. The speculation after that point was that the Masons killed him. There is no evidence they did that. Multiple times a body washed up in the river, and they were like, oh my god, it's William Morgan. And every single time, the guy had, like, none of William Morgan's features. And they just kept saying it. And then the body would get claimed by someone, by, like, the dead body's wife. And they'd be like, oh, so it wasn't William Morgan. Hmm. They found William Morgan in the river, like, six times. Now, eventually, they did find someone buried in a shallow grave outside of town who fit the description of William Morgan. But this was, like, later. Um... The anti-Masonic movement, which at the time was gaining steam, erected a statue to this con man. And also his business partners published what had been written of the book, The Secrets and Mystery of Freemasonry. This becomes this instant bestseller because it's the 18, I think, 40s, 50s, and no, nobody really had anything to do back then. So it becomes an instant bestseller. It sparks this huge anti-Masonic movement. You had a lot of Masons who step down from their lodge, step away, renounce it, whatever, um, because it's very not fashionable to be involved. And uh, that that kind of spirals. And the Masons took a serious hit. Their membership declined by about 50%. And to this day, they it's not 
still the same as the peak numbers. And that's raw numbers of Masons in the U.S. That's not even like, like there were 4 million at least Masons in the U.S. in the mid-1800s. And now there's only two. Um, two million, not two Masons. Um, but yeah, so it's... It's just you and one. Yeah, this is, this is the Morgan Affair. And that's how it's referred to by Freemasons. And it's just this... This is where all of the anti-Masonic sent- sentiment comes from. And that's what people don't realize is it is all of it from a fraudulent book by a con man. But because it was back in the 1800s, n- nobody really sees that. They, they see it as, his- as history. Mm. Um, and there are books that were written by actual Freemasons that discuss the dogma and philosophy of Freemasonry. Like Albert Pike wrote one and he, to this day, the, the Scottish Rite Masons are like, yeah, that's right. They've even published their own copy of it. It's been republished in its original draft by dozens of companies. There's nothing satanic. There, there has never been anything satanic. Um, and, and if you go and you ask Masons, uh, you know, how old is Freemasonry? They'll say, well, it's as old as time. You would think that in time at some point somebody would have come forward with some legitimate proof of like human sacrifice or secretly worshiping lucifer in one of our temples nobody has there's been nothing all there is is disgruntled people who come out and they say something to make a quick buck and it unfortunately usually works they usually end up making a lot of money but you know that's that that's what's so frustrating to me about um you know, having joined is I did not have to become a Freemason. I was aware of all of this when I joined. And you know what? The, one of the primary reasons I joined was I wanted to know if it was true. <laughs> but you know me. Hmm? But I'm a historian. <laughs> That's what I do. That's what I'm interested in. If Do you think if I had joined the Freemasons and it actually happened to be some sort of satanic cult, do you think that I would have kept going with it? No, what you would have done is you would have found some way to subvert it and like get them exposed exactly like i i don't know how many character witnesses i could possibly need who would say exactly that yeah but that is who i am as a person like if you know i'm i I wear a cross on my neck every day every hour every day that i'm not sleeping this cross is on my neck you've seen it you're Mm -hmm. aware of that i want to get one tattooed on my shoulder not a satanic person not a luciferian um, and you know, that whole, oh, they're Luciferians, they're heretics. That all comes from an actual episode of history where the Templars were framed by the King of France, Philip IV. Fun little history tidbit here. Uh, King Philip IV of France was broke. Uh, this is the year 1307 is when the persecution of the Templars kind of started. He's broke. The English aren't broke. And so... The Templars in 1295, most of their numbers are killed off at the Battle of Acre at the end of the Crusades. The ones who survive come home. They're kind of scattered throughout Europe. Also, fun fact, the Templars invented checking accounts. Yeah, if you have a checking account, thank the Knights Templar. That was their idea. Interesting. I definitely think a... They had banks. I think a video needs to be done just on the Templars. Oh, there will be a video on the Templars, trust me. Yeah, all right, just making sure. Because that's definitely an interesting topic worth spending a little extra time on. Yeah. As far as I can tell, anyway. Yeah, but uh, the 
so so the <coughs> Jacques de Molay, the Grandmaster of the Knights Templar, the last one, last official one, I should say, uh, was burned at the stake in 1314. And the story goes that as he was being put to death, he laid a curse on Philip's family. Uh, and what he said was that like his, his family would be extinguished for this grievous sin. And Philip had no further heirs. His sons had no further heirs. And that is how the crown of France passed on to the Bourbon family. Is because that Jacques de Molay was right. <laughs> Philip's line was extinguished. Hmm. And the reason that Philip did it, it had nothing to do with anything the Templars were actually doing. It was entirely because he wanted their money. Hmm. There's actually a show on Netflix called uh, Nightfall. K-N-I-G-T-H. K-N-I-G-H-T. Fall. Um, that is about the fall of the Knights Templar. It is not the most historically accurate thing in the world, but it, it's a good dramatized version. Um, I highly recommend that if you're interested in the topic, but you don't want to read academic papers. If you do want to read academic papers, I will send you some academic papers. But, yeah, so that's... It, there you it, go. This is, you know, a very long little intro here, but... Uh, is this still the intro? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know what this is. <laughs> I, I, at this point, I don't know. My... The point that I am trying to make here is that if you ask people who think the Templars or the, sorry, the, uh, the Freemasons are like Satanists, Mm. why they believe that their answer is almost always going to be some sensationalist article they read in a tabloid. They will not know a single word that I, they don't know anything about what I just said. And you can sit there and you can say, you know, all right, what, what's involved in getting the, the third degree in Freemasonry, in Blue Lodge Masonry? They're not going to know. They probably won't even know what's involved in getting the first degree. They probably won't know the handshakes. They probably will not know any of the words that you have to say, none of the oath of obligation. Um, they, they don't know any of it. And the, basically their only crutch is that they can say whatever they want mm. about Freemasonry. I can't. I have to keep my mouth shut about the actual specifics. So that's kind of where this all comes in, is they're like, oh, well, if you had nothing to hide, it wouldn't be secret. And it's like, no, if it was secret, then there wouldn't be any point in doing it. If it wasn't, like, we keep these secrets so that there's a, a process to be initiated. Because it's all a learning experience. You're, you're accumulating knowledge as you go through the process. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a struggle. It's, it's a struggle to dismiss these rumors because you, you want to go and, and tell people like, oh, no, you know, I know where that came from. Here's what really happens. But you can't do that. Otherwise, you're breaking your oath and obligation. And then that's not good because, you know, again, can't really say why, but it's not good. Um, Anytime you're breaking any form of oath or obligation, it's generally... Yeah, not a good thing to do. I will say there's almost nothing in Freemasonry mm-hmm. that you can't find its direct root somewhere in the Bible. Interesting. The Old Testament specifically. Um, so when people say it's Satanist, like, are you are you calling Jews Satanist? Like, that's my question: is if if Freemasons are Satanist, by extension. Christians kind of have to be Satanist, and so do Jews, so do Muslims, 
anyone who falls under the Abrahamic faiths yep. has to be a Satanist if you're going to call Freemasons Satanists. Which is, of course, those are most Freemasons are of an Abrahamic faith. There are Hindu Freemasons. There are Buddhist Freemasons. You know, it's... I don't think there's pagan Freemasons. I think it would very much depend on what kind of paganism you're talking about. But well, that's fair, yeah. I've never met one personally. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's my intro to Freemasonry. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, if there are any Freemasons out there who are listening and I accidentally revealed some secrets, I'm sorry. It was not purposeful. I would consider that a lot more than an introduction. Yeah. But that's just my opinion. I mean, how much are you really going to get as a... Freemasons are so cautious about it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because so much of it can be taken out of context. But I feel like that is, that is one thing where I do have a bit of an advantage in, in conversations like this is that I, I not only have the background as a Freemason, but as a historian. So I understand the cultural context and the religious context and all that that goes with Freemasonry. Like I can, so there's stuff that, I, that the other Masons in the Lodge didn't know that I asked them questions and they were like, wait, what? I was like, yeah, is this related to this? Hmm. And I was picking out chapter and verse. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, and it was just that they, they didn't know. Um, you know, furthermore, it is hard enough for two blue lodges to host, like, a get-together. This is not a group of people who is interested in or capable of secretly running the world. oh what a great sentiment it's just it's literally a bunch of guys who want to help other guys make better choices Mm. that is all it is if you join the masons then what you're going to learn from your fellow masons is how to be a better citizen better member of your community a better business owner a better employee a better father a better son a better brother you're going to learn from the collective wisdom of all these other men in your community and you're going to build each other up and you are obligated to uh you know kindly correct those within your community those you know uh, when they do wrong like that's you know if if you are say i were to see another mason um start a fight outside a bar it is my job to go and, you know, speak to that person, kindly say, hey, I think we need to talk about that. That behavior wasn't very, wasn't very good. You know, let's go have a beer and let's talk about it. Let's talk about why you're, why you're feeling so angry and all that. That's the kind of thing that you're, that's the kind of thing that Freemasonry is about, is having this brotherhood, having all of these people that you can go to and speak to. And, and in many ways, like if, um, if you're, religious and you go to a priest you might feel like there's there's some religious judgment there with masonry you can just go to another brother of the lodge and say hey i'm feeling this way can we talk about it and they'll they'll help you that's the idea um you know just recently my lodge we lost a uh an older member of the lodge to um to covid and they needed money for the funeral and we blew through the the requested donations by like thousands and it wasn't even a question for anybody. It was, you know, I can help. And that's what it is. That's what you do. 
um, some of the other stuff, if you donate blood through the Freemasons as a Freemason, um, if you or anyone in your immediate family ever needs a blood transfusion, the Masons will pay for it. Um, so yeah, all of you out there who are like, oh, well, what's the Masonic blood bank? That. That's literally what it means. It's the same thing as the Red Cross. <laughs> it's just a blood bank. Um, you know, there's this this weird, like, it, you hear stuff like that. You hear, and I remember when they first said to me, and this was before I was a Mason. This was when I was just speaking to uh, members of the Lodge about joining. They were like, oh, yeah, and there's the Masonic blood bank. And I'm like, the what? <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, if you, if you donate blood through the Masonic blood bank, then if you or a family member ever needs a transfusion, we'll make sure it's taken care of. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, there's that. There's uh, Masonic communities for seniors. So um, once you're, you know, old, and it's not like a nursing home. There, there are levels from like straight up nursing home through independent living in a Masonic community, which are these essentially retirement communities set up for Masons, um, where it, you pay what you can. And that's for, for you. And say, say that you are a Freemason your whole life, you're in good standing, and you get too old to maintain your home, and you decide, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move into a Masonic community, and you move in with your wife. And then say two years later, you die. And say you didn't have savings. Your wife then is allowed to, your widow is allowed to live in your home in the Masonic community free of charge. Until they pass away or remarry. Like, it, it. tell me what's evil about all this, you know? It <laughs> certainly sounds like a Aiden, good deal to me. Where's the Satanism? It's just... It's, I'm not seeing it anywhere. Exactly. Um, and, you know, are you saying George Washington was a Satanist? That's a pretty hard but, thing to... Was Benjamin Franklin a Satanist? No, he just got around. Yeah. <laughs> was he a slut? Absolutely. Yeah. That, Satanist, yeah. no. Um, yeah, was Teddy Roosevelt a Satanist? Was FDR a Satanist? Probably. Did you, did you happen to see the most recent... But I don't think it was related. <laughs> did you happen to see the most recent Rick and Morty? No, I'm an adult. Well, that's a shame. I guess I'm not. But uh, that most recent episode has to do with FDR being... Just not, like, righteous. Ah, no. FDR was not a righteous man. It's hilarious. What? No spoilers. FDR is my least favorite president in history. Why? Because everything he did was just a step below what Hitler was doing. You're going to have to clarify on that one. (laughs) FDR's platform was literally fascism. You're going to have to clarify on that one. I really don't. No, you are, because I don't like I don't know the the platform well okay. enough. So, FDR confiscated gold from private citizens mm-hmm. because it was in the best interest of the state. He changed wage laws because it was in the best interest of the state. He changed tax laws because it was in the best interest of the state. He tried to pack the courts so that Congress couldn't veto him because it was in the best interest of the state. He put Japanese people in internment camps because it was in the best interest of the state. Everything I just listed is something Hitler did. The only difference is who won the war. Yeah. Hitler wrote explicitly 
that he admired FDR. When did he do that? What year? In the 1930s. Interesting. Yeah, before the war. Yeah. I think it was between 33 and 36. Okay. Um, I can't remember exactly what year. But wrote that he admired what FDR was doing. FDR, point for point, his platform as a politician is fascism. It mm. is textbook Italian fascism. It's not German fascism. It's not, it's not ethno-fascism. But Aiden, the New Deal. Is fascist. <laughs> Did you have in, 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 what was it, high school, where, like, all of your history teachers would just, like, fawn over the New Deal? Oh, yeah, 100%. I remember in high school we had a, whew, this is a doozy, yeah. uh, we had a, a little survey go around class. Who was your favorite president? Um, who were your top three? My top three were, like, Teddy Roosevelt, Thomas Jefferson, and I think Reagan mm. were my top three. And keep in mind, I was, I was 16. Um, so that list has changed slightly. Yes, but Ro Teddy is still at the top. Well, yeah. Teddy's awesome. It's it's hard not like, to love Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, like, you know, just... looking at it with moral relativism, <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt, hundred percent best president ever. Oh, um, easy, easy. Money. Now, if we're looking at everyone through a lens of twenty twenty one, he had flaws. Everybody has but, yeah, flaws. Yeah. Going around, <laughs> going around. I, I am not kidding when I tell you, almost every single person in my AP U.S. politics class, their top three was some arrangement of Abraham Lincoln, John F. Kennedy, and Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Oh, or Barack Obama. I just Kennedy's cool. He didn't do that much. At, literally, I remember so vividly people saying, you know, part of what made Kennedy was so great was that he actually took responsibility for the Bay of Pigs disaster. <laughs> like, and this is not a political podcast right now. Yeah, this, I, yeah. Just objectively, looking at something that happened 60 years ago. Mm -hmm. 80, 60? 60 years ago. And in the lens of what's happening in Cuba right now, but I think 60 years ago, right? Yeah, 1960s? Oh, yeah, 60 years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bay of Pigs disaster. <laughs> it's like saying, yeah, you know, what made George Bush so great was that he really took responsibility for the Iraq war. <laughs> like, no, that's not how that worked. No. No. Like, you know what made Truman great? He really took responsibility for dropping the atomic bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Like, that's not... No. <laughs> it's not how that works. No. <laughs> what makes someone a great leader is not that they take responsibility for their biggest mistakes. Yeah. Great leaders don't make those mistakes. Yes. Now, are you a better leader if you make a mistake and own up to it than if you mm. make a mistake and don't? Yeah. You're better than the guy who didn't own up to the mistake. Yeah. You're not better than the guy that didn't make the mistake. Now, I'm curious, just because we're on the topic... What is your current top three? Uh, I think it would have. It's still Teddy Roosevelt, then Thomas Jefferson. Top three spot has switched around a bit in the last few years, but Eisenhower, I think. Okay. Now, can you give us a little reason on why Eisenhower? There's not much you could say that Eisenhower really did wrong. 
Fair. Like, as a direct result of Eisenhower making the decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, The interstate's pretty cool. (laughs) Pretty cool thing that we have there. He went to Germany. He was like, man, this government was screwed up. But that one was a good idea. You know, FDR looked at Germany and went, all of that's good. <laughs> Eisenhower looked at that and went, damn, those are some good roads. So is it is it fair to say that but Eisenhower no. simped over Germany? Simped over the Audubon, but who wouldn't? No, no, oh, sorry. Is it fair to FDR? Oh, simped. FDR was 100 a Germany simp. Oh, my God. Yeah. 100%. Just absolutely astronomically down bad for Germany. Down bad for Germany. Down bad for Germany or... or or somebody, somebody's particular version of Germany. Yeah, down, down bad for a certain version of Germany. Um, <laughs> yeah, what a guy. Yeah. Um, American hero. So wait, I'm curious. So why isn't Lincoln in your top three? Lincoln did something very good. Yes. The Emancipation Proclamation was very good. Suspending habeas corpus was not good. Elaborate uh, on that. What for those who don't know it? What is it? And what okay, happens? so basically, the your right to privacy, mm. um, the the Fifth Amendment, the Fourth Amendment, all of those nice things that you enjoy, like uh, a fair and speedy trial, a fair and speedy public trial, uh, not being indefinitely detained, things like that. Lincoln was like, hmm, not right now. I'll give it back, and he did to his credit. But he was like, not right now. You can have that back later. After we deal with the South. Um, I'm in no way saying the South was right. Because they weren't. Um, in no uncertain terms, slavery bad. <laughs> just, just to <laughs> clarify, we do not support slavery. Yes. Exactly. But yeah, in no uncertain terms, slavery bad. Uh, Confederate Constitution did not recognize African Americans as even human beings. Um, did give women the right to vote, which was surprisingly progressive. Right? Weird. Weird little fact. It is. Not saying that's. Uh, not saying the Confederacy was good for that reason. I'm just saying weirdly progressive of them. Yeah, uh, considering the the other side of that <laughs> yeah, the first, was the African first country in the world to give women the unrestricted right to vote was the Confederate States of America. <laughs> Which is just like... History is weird. Somebody just said in the chat, the South was based lovely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, jeez. But yeah, uh, so Lincoln, Lincoln <coughs> suspending habeas corpus, uh, you know, jailing journalists, just like... Y- you can't fight I'm not going to say you can't. You shouldn't fight evil with more evil. You know, what, what the United States has kind of stood for in an idealistic sense, its entire existence, is the idea that, you know, even when we believe something is wrong, even when we believe somebody is wrong, they should still have their rights. Mm-hmm. Um, Truth, justice in the American way. Yeah, you know, liberty and justice for all. Like, yep. even if I disagree with you, you, you have the right to speak, which is Voltaire. But um, Voltaire was a major influence of many of the American founding fathers. So, yeah, I don't think... The, the reason Lincoln does not make my top three is because he essentially tossed away everything that made America America mm-hmm. in order to keep half of America in America. Um, there's the, the famous quote, I'm, not gonna, I'm just going to paraphrase it, but where he says, you know, if I could have, uh, you know preserve the union without freeing the slaves i would have 
Like, that's... Lincoln's main goal was not to free the slaves. Hmm. It was just that in order to keep the Union together, he had to free the slaves. Uh, which, again, still one of, the, one of the great actions by an American president was the Emancipation Proclamation. He paid with his life, um, which I, I would consider rather heroic. Uh, but yeah, Lincoln, I can't put him in my top three for that reason. Um, Fair. Jefferson freed all of his slaves on his deathbed. Um, Roosevelt, everything about Teddy Roosevelt is just... And I mean, he founded the National Park Service to hunt the Wendigos. Hard not to love that. Yeah, Real exactly. quick before we move sure. on to anything else. Thoughts on Grant? Ulysses S.? Yes. Uh, I don't feel like he did much... As present, like obviously Reconstruction, um, you know, and also like I, I think that I think he was the right man to follow up for the job. Yeah, because I think you needed a general to do to do that. Yeah. Um, I also I think just, the I, people in the South probably wouldn't love that opinion. Um, yeah, but being from Pennsylvania, the state that won the war, um, <laughs> and that is a hill I will die on. Pennsylvania won the Civil War. Um, Pens- like the state of Pennsylvania itself won the Civil War with help. Okay, you're gonna have to elaborate on that one a little bit. I- I'm I'm fully okay with accepting that as fact because I like that idea. If Pennsylvania but... had joined the Confederacy, the Confederacy would have won. Fair. If Pennsylvania had stayed neutral, Confederacy would have won. If we had allowed, if Pennsylvania had stayed out of it, and allowed the Confederate Army to march through Pennsylvania, they absolutely would have captured D.C., New Jersey, New York, it, it would not have been a contest. Fair. And if there are any Civil War historians who want to argue with me about that, feel free to. Um, I am happy to have that argument. But I, it's one of those situations where, like, I don't think that... It's much like had, had Germany not invaded Russia when they did, they might have won. Or at least they wouldn't have... They, they might not have collapsed completely. If Germany had instead fortified the border with the Soviet Union and then focused their attention on Britain, war probably would have ended in a stalemate. Mm. Um, so it's one of the, you know, had Napoleon not invaded Russia in the winter, it probably would have ended with Napoleon controlling all of mainland Europe. Probably would have, you could have said the same thing for Hitler about a hundred years later. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's, there's a lot of situations like that. If Japan hadn't bombed Pearl Harbor, they probably would have maintained control of China. There are a lot of turning points in history where if one party had decided to do something it do something else, then history would have been very different. And I think one of those you know, I say it half tongue in cheek, but that's why I say Pennsylvania won the Civil War. Yeah, fair. Um, and I lived with a guy from Maryland in college. He did not agree with me on this. But um which state forced his state to fight for the North? Valid. My state. So, you know what? I win, Alex. Suck it. <laughs> um, what was I just thinking? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, just wanted to sh- give a shout-out to David Black in the chat for donating one pound. <laughs> a pound? A pound. A British yes. pound. Yes, a British pound. Wow, thank you. That is our first pound. That is our first pound. We're trying to lose some. We did get uh, a Patreon subscriber who uh, paid in Canadian dollars. Ah, can't remember their name off the top of my head, but that was cool too. Who was it in chat that was saying Canada doesn't exist? Because uh, now you have even more of a difficult time proving that because we are being paid by them. Yes. So, 
Um, my opinion on Canada's existence is completely, uh, completely up to be bought. Um, if any Americans would like to to pay me to not believe in Canada, mm -hmm. I will unabashedly go on social media and deny the existence of Canada in the face of any and all incontrovertible evidence to the contrary. What's your price? $25.01. Just one time buy? No, per month. Per month. Okay. Yeah. Because currently the Patreon subscriber who's paying Canadian dollars is paying for the $25 tier. Ah. But in Canadian dollars, so it's like 33 Canadian dollars. Got it. Um, so yeah, uh, if if you would like for me to become very anti-Canada, uh, you can simply pay me, and I will do that. My integrity is for sale. <laughs> just on this topic, though. This is the only topic where my integrity is for sale. Just, uh, just... All, all jokes, all jokes, Canada was instrumental in, in World War One and Two. Um, and, uh, I wish they had joined us in the revolution. It would be nice to have them as, as more states. Um, but, you know, they chose, they chose not to. I respect it. Fair. David Black just sent us two more pounds. All right, well, said... now Ireland doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your Welsh oh, heritage no. is making your blood boil inside, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um... And he said with his donation and super chat of, uh, you're being paid by Canada? Sounds fake, bro. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, if the rest of the Commonwealth would like to pitch in, it's up to them. Um, and yeah. if Mexico would like to make the argument that, uh, you know, everything is Spanish, then they are welcome to go for it. Everything is Spanish in what way? I don't know. Just everything is Spanish. Fair. I mean, if... I would say if Spain wants to do that, but they, they seem to have their own problems at the moment with keeping Spain Spanish. Yeah, they what don't... with Catalonia? So much for them being, like, a conquering force a couple hundred years ago. Yeah, that's one of the funny... Like, objectively funniest things I've ever seen in history. It's just an empire collapsing for absolutely no good reason. Yep. <laughs> like... uh, just as a, as a fun super chat here... Uh, Shiv just sent us twenty four ninety nine <laughs> with the comment, "You're both stinky." <laughs> Thank you, Jiv. Thank you, Jiv. Uh. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Oh, but uh, yeah. So the other thing, how, what time is it? It is it's eight o'clock exactly. Oh my lord. Also, um, right, should we talk missing four one one or should we just go to super chats? Yeah, questions. I think we should probably just go to, to questions. So right. if you guys have questions, feel free to send them now. Uh, we will be answering them. Yeah. Just Super as a chats reminder, get priority. Super chats will always get priority. Uh, as of right now, if you want to try and beat Jiv's twenty four ninety nine uh, highest level. Because here's the thing. We will, within reason, do whatever the highest Super Chat says. Yeah. Well, we will make a video. A dramatic video. Yes. Like, full-on, high-quality, well, to the extent that we have money. Yes. High-quality production value of whatever skit idea you guys come up with. Whatever the highest-paid skit idea is, we will do it. I'm so down. Okay, so we don't, we don't have any Super Chats yet, but we do have questions. That's fine. Give me questions. Um, <clears throat> there are a lot of people, it seems, uh, denying Finland 
And so... Well, uh, statistically... <laughs> it is within the margin of error that Finland does not exist. Well, that's the thing. So the question was, do you believe in Finland? Finland does not exist. There's a lot of elements of people saying Finland doesn't exist. So do you want to go into that? Also, Carly Oswald sent three ninety nine. Uh Nothing there. She just sent three ninety nine. Oh, okay. Thank so you, Carly. Um, <laughs> Thank you very much. Appreciate yeah. it. Uh, no, so while I do understand that uh, Finland statistically... Uh, falls within the margin of error for whether or not they exist. Um, I'm not elaborating on that because it's a 4chan post that is way too long for me to remember. But uh, there, there's, of course, the, the famous Mark Twain quote. quote there, uh, there are three kinds of lies. Lies, damned lies, and statistics. Um, so statistics, statistics can be wrong. They, they can be manipulated. Uh, Fair. You know, Google does it all the time. All hail. Um, oh, God, that's going to be an emote. <laughs> We're going to see that in the chat later. I certainly hope it is. Uh, <laughs> chrome. Future. Everything's yeah, no, chrome. So Finland, Finland gets all the points in the world for the Winter War. Because <laughs> they were outnumbered like 100 to 1. And they didn't have tanks. They didn't have rocket launchers. They had rifles and skis. And they held off the Russians and caused so many more casualties than they took. And came out with, like, some of the coolest people, like Simo Hoye, uh, the White Death, who had over 830 reported kills. Uh, 500 of which were sniper kills with a rifle that didn't have a scope on it. This man got shot in the jaw by an anti-tank round and lived. Destroyed his jaw, but well, yeah, I would imagine. If you look up pictures of Sima Hoya, he's not a handsome man after the injury. But oh, well, I think he can afford yeah, to be got, considering oh, the, he said I got hit by yeah. something that takes out a tank and yeah, there's I also live. The the Stukuyi controversy Ooh. was began with uh, his Badasses of History series. Okay. He was talking about Larry Allen Thorne, um, or Larry Larry Thorne, Larry Allen Thorny, um, who was a Finnish soldier, a Finnish militiaman who, there's actually a Sabaton song about him um, called Soldier of Three Armies, uh, which is a great way to learn the story, um, does leave out a certain portion of his story. It's called Soldier of Three Armies. They don't really talk about the second army. Because mm. he, after the Winter War ended, mm -hmm. uh, he was still very mad at the Russians. Mm -hmm. Reasonably. Considering. So he was like, all right, well, who's the closest who's the closest group of people that's fighting the Russians. This was in 1939. Yep. Closest group of people fighting the German or the Russians was the Germans. Fair. So uh, he made the executive decision to join the German army. Mm. And because he was tall and blonde and blue-eyed, they were like, you know what you'd be a perfect candidate for? The German army's influencer program, the Waffen-SS. Um, which is essentially what they were because they were very good looking and also evil and soulless like most influencers. Um, so yeah, uh, he joined the SS from what I understand. He never saw combat with the SS. He just trained with them before he was uh, eventually captured by the, by the Russians. Um, he ended up making it back to Finland after the war. 
Uh, and then eventually kind of hopped his way across the Atlantic and the Caribbean to get to the U.S., where he joined the U.S. Army and became a Green Beret. And I believe he died in Vietnam. Hmm. Um, so he soldier of three armies. And, and uh, Stephen Bell, Stakuyi, uh, on TikTok was saying how, you know, he, he was a badass. And I, so was Genghis Khan. You know, Genghis Khan was a badass. Alexander the Great was a badass. Fair. There, there's a lot of people throughout history who you look at them and you're like, damn, that's badass. Caesar was a badass. Caesar committed like three genocides. Is genocide badass? No. I, I would disagree. Is, I, I is leading your army is. from the front when you're like the prince of Rome badass? Yes. Yeah. Is, oh, yeah. Is building a wall around a settlement to lay siege to it and then building a second wall around yourself when you find out they have reinforcements coming and fighting both of them <laughs> badass yeah yes caesar was badass yes. celtic genocide not badass genghis khan was creating the world's largest contiguous land empire badass yeah was winning almost every battle he ever fought badass yeah was slaughtering all the men, women, and children within cities that didn't surrender badass? No, no, that wasn't cool. Uh, that was not very nice. That's kind of like... Was, was assaulting so many women that almost everyone in Asia has a smidge of Genghis Khan's DNA badass? No, but he was badass. Yes. So you can be a badass without being a good guy. You're a bad guy, yeah, but not bad guy. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> my point here is don't cancel historians for telling you about history, you punks. Yes, that's a smart way to look at things. Don't yeah. shoot the messenger in a way. Yeah. Anyway. And also, if we pretend that everyone in history who did a bad thing or a number of bad things, you know, was, was evil, everyone was evil. Yeah. But, like, in 2021... Everyone is evil, yeah. by that metric. If you, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's, it's just yeah. That's you can't keep not, moving the goalposts and assume that you're still going to have yeah, people like, within that like slim margin of angelic that yeah, you when, want everybody to be. When it comes to ancient histor ancient history, you know, medieval history, even like up to the Industrial Revolution, you got to look at it and be like, all right, it was a different world. You can admit when something was right versus wrong, but you have to also be able to look at it and go, all right, well, you know, let's compare based on the time yes you know okay so really quickly we have a number of super chats Ooh. uh i knew so, if i talked long enough yes so the first two that should be addressed are the first one's from shiv saying you're both short and puntable uh i am average and puntable i am short and puntable yes yes uh he and lifts then, more than you though fair uh and increasing um, the next one is from Pep. She just said stinky for $2. Okay, well, I mean, that's a dollar for each of us. <laughs> a dollar for the stinkies. Uh, and then, uh, so then we had a new record for highest super chat tonight. All right. From Alex uh, Scammel, I, I hope I said that right, for $50. Oh, my God. And he said, America is all bootleg Native America. Fight me. Please send me an email with your five-paragraph essay on that, because I want to understand what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I I'm not necessarily too. saying I disagree. I just want to know what your thought process was. <laughs> like, 
like Native Americans were the original U.S. Like I, I just want to know what I want to know your thesis. Yeah, I just <laughs> I, I'm so curious as to what exactly that's so means. curious to what that means. So the next the next two are questions. Okay. Uh, first one was from <coughs> sorry. Uh, first one was from Almarker X. Almaker X. A L O M A K O R X. Okay. Yes. Uh, for two dollars. Okay. It says, do you know G. Eberhart, mysterious creatures author? Maybe it's Eberhart. G. Eberhart. I don't, but now I am greatly intrigued, and I will be looking that up. There you go. The next one's from David Black again for two two pounds. Ooh, we uh, made five pounds tonight. We did. Uh, any fleshy boy or related creature in Scotland? Ah, the Ben McDwee monster. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Uh, it might be McDwee or McDwee? McAdwee? I don't know. I don't I don't know how to speak Scots Gaelic. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's also known as the Gray Man, uh, the Tall Man, the Long Boy, uh, the Long Boy of Ben McAdwee. But he is a... Uh, tall humanoid uh, with gray skin and elongated features spotted in the mists of the mountain of Ben McDewey. Uh, now, nobody has been reported killed or missing as a result of this, but when you look at the legend itself, it does sound very much like the the fleshy boys of the, the United States, of the northeastern United States, especially the, the windy boys. And, you know, would it be possible if, say we go with my, my theory about this, that these are all uh, either breeds or subspecies of the same creature that has existed throughout the world that, uh, you know, predated human history. Oh, my God. My news. Then it would make sense that they would not live, that they probably would have been exterminated in an area like Europe where everyone lives so close together and that had such a wildly violent history. But in kind of the harder-to-reach places, like the Scottish Highlands, you could perhaps have people not kill them. So, uh, yeah, the, the Ben McAdooey monster is, is probably your, your best bet. So just before we go to the next Super Chat, um, uh, just some clarifications from uh, Allmakerx, uh-huh. uh, who was talking about uh, uh, Eberhardt. Said the name is George Eberhart, if you want to look into it. All right. Um, And then, uh, real quick, before we go to the Super Chatter, I've seen this uh, question a number of times. Uh, Well, actually, hang on. Let's... uh, I'll do the Super Chat before anything else, because that is the... Okay. Uh, The next Super Chat was, again, another new record, uh, but it was from Alex Scammell again. Okay. uh, For $75. All right. And it says, you don't need to understand... Just be aware that the fleshy boys come for you. I feel threatened. <laughs> we're, we are prepared. We've been preparing for this weekend, so we are vaguely yeah, prepared. Yeah, we are vaguely prepared. Know that this weekend, if the fleshy boys do get me, it will be live streamed. Yes, it will be on camera. I'll be there to do as such. I will be wearing one of the cameras. Yes. While it happens. Yeah, so. we just got... We're oh, yes, a, a very generous uh, donor who is uh, on Patreon, YouTube, and TikTok, who follows us on all three, uh, donated a GoPro Max to us, as well as a backpack and some other equipment. So thank you, generous donor, 
for your contributions to the Lore Lodge. Yes. Um, that is all. Yes. And apparently, uh, another uh, super chatter from tonight, Chiv, has sent us a GoPro in the mail, which hopefully will be here by this weekend. So, so not only will I be wearing it while I'm eaten by the flesh pedestrian, Aiden will be wearing one, so you'll be able to see his exact point of view while it happens. Yes. And then I'll be wearing and it then while I am eaten. By the fleshy boy. Yeah, but he'll make sure we're both live streaming when it happens. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, well, and here's the thing: we both know is if, if there's gonna be someone who dies first, it's gonna be me, because I'm gonna run after it. I'm faster than you too, so there's that. Now, see that I think we could do as a fun live, <laughs> because I think once we're both back, and who can we, run from the flesh pedestrian fastest? I would actually love to race you on a track, because I'd be curious to see in a hundred meter who would win. You are aware that I ran varsity track in high school, right? Okay. All right. I'm pretty quick. Mysterious I'm not saying a guide to curious. cryptozoology. Yes. Um, all right. I'm going to order a copy of this. So, yeah. So, uh, somebody do a poll. Oh, my God. They're expensive new. What Holy is? Holy Lord. It's $139 new. Wow. 75 uh, used. Oh, it's an encyclopedia. Okay. I'm going to buy a paperback version of it. <laughs> Sufi so, so said in all caps, LMAO Tech Aiden's short ass's POV is going to be the forest floor. <laughs> no, it'll be the fern sitting on the fir- forest floor. Let's be fair. That's funny. Woo. Anyway, um, where was the where was that question? Okay, yeah. Uh, <coughs> where is it? Oh, Andy Epic has been asking since the beginning of the program. Do you think Grendel from Beowulf could be a Skinwalker or Wendigo? I no, um, and that's not just because of the location and the differences in lore. Um, I haven't read Beowulf in a while, and last time I read it, it was the Old English version. Yeah, I haven't done the same since... Uh... So, I, I've been meaning to read it again. I think I actually probably... Carly, it's not COVID, it's bronchitis. But I appreciate your concern. Bronchovid. Uh I don't... Okay, so I don't think I have... Oh, no, Norse, maybe? Maybe it's included in Norse? <coughs> I just want to see if I can pull up the description of... Of Grendel. Let's see. Here's an interesting question. I don't have it in here. Here's an interesting question. Oh, Alex donated $5. Thank you, Alex. Uh, He said... Very kind. Do you think Fleshy Boys hibernate in the summer? There is some suggestion that Fleshy Boys hibernate not only for uh, seasons, but for periods of years. Mm -hmm. Um, This is why you sometimes see uh, clusters of... Uh, disappearances that then taper off for a decade or so and then spike back up. So I, it is entirely possible that you could have them hibernating for a season or that they have adjusted over the years to be able to kind of gorge once and then live off of it. Or more frighteningly, that they will capture people and keep them alive uh, as livestock. <clears throat> That's always a nice thought. So, you know, in the dark caves. Uh, great thought. Very great thought. Um, but, yeah, you know, you, you get the point. 
Um, so yeah, it's possible for sure. Uh, and here we go. Um, a descendant of Cain, Grendel is described as a creature of darkness, exiled from happiness, and accursed of God, the destroyer and devourer of our humankind. So, if you're looking at it from a... Ooh, there's a lot to sort through here. Hang on. You can see the gears turning in his head. Makes it interesting to watch. One of the interpretations of Genesis 6 is that the... Or of Genesis in general is that there's, there's a part where it's mentioned the godly line of Seth and the ungodly line of Cain. Um, and how these were two separate branches of humanity. Um, this could also play into the whole Nephilim thing because you get the ungodly line of Cain before you get the passage about Nephilim. So that can be somewhat, somewhat confusing. But yeah, so if we're going with the theory that Wendigos and, um, you know, the, the flesh pedestrian lore in general is what we're looking at is Nephilim or some, something similar to that. Uh, then yes, under that interpretation, you could make the argument that Grendel would be a flesh pedestrian. But if you're looking at it strictly in terms of Native American lore, of a, a Wendigo and a Skinwalker becoming what they are through cannibalism, then no, they would not be the same. So it really depends on uh, how far back you look, uh, You know whether you're taking a specifically folklore stance or a cultural anthropology stance. Um, you know, a, a biblical scholarship stance, all that, it really depends. But yeah, in some, in some cases, if you're observing the tradition in a certain way, then yes, Grendel could be fitted into the same branch of monsters. Cool. Uh, we have another super chat from Christine Piambino Bennett. That's my mom. Yes. For four ninety nine. Thanks says, mom. Please stop talking about getting eaten this weekend. It's making me nervous with three faces. Okay, mom, I won't get eaten. I... I will simply run faster than Aiden. That is how it works. Mm -hmm. Don't have to be faster than the beast. You just have to be faster than the slowest guy in the group. Correct. Uh, there's somebody who keeps asking us to do a collab with Wendigoon. I would love to. But we are small. And he is quite large. Shmuel. So I, I will reach out to him this week. I, I will send him an email. Um... Archie! Yeah, he's been doing that the whole time. Dude! Relax! Sorry about that. My skinwalker is in the bedroom. <laughs> he is quite upset about nothing. I gave him a bone. I bought him an entire bone, and you know what he immediately did? He came over and begged for food. Yep. What a guy. He's slightly but, uh, ungrateful. Yeah, so... Um, I will reach out to Wendigoon. Uh, would love to do something with him. Also, I would like to request, uh, it is 8.21. After this podcast ends, uh, if, if any of you are familiar with Tim Pool, he is uh, an independent journalist um, trying to work on starting his own media empire, and one of the things he wants to have is a paranormal program. Um, I think that it would be very helpful to his program to have Aiden and I on as guests on uh, his, his podcast. So if after this you want to go spam Timcast IRL's live stream with uh, have the Lore Lodge as guests that would be great yeah um, 
you know, we don't want to, he, he does do mostly political stuff, but we don't want to do political stuff. We want to talk about Wendigos and the younger Dryas and, uh, you know, Teddy Roosevelt being the real SCP foundation. Um, <laughs> so, so we want to do that. And since the show is always politics, it would be great to go on and be like, hey, we're going to talk about nothing to do with politics. Yep. Except for maybe that one joke article where it's Joe Biden says Joe Biden is not the Wendigo. <laughs> uh, because I think that's the funniest thing. It's, it's got to be one of the best yeah. article titles I've but ever yeah, seen. But yeah, so uh, we don't want to be political. We just, we just want to go on the show and talk about conspiracy theories Yep. Uh, to his audience of... 1.3 million people. We will eventually get on to Joe Rogan, and we will look oh. him dead in the eye and say, you ever tried DMT? Oh, yeah. Uh, it, we, when we go on... I'm manifesting it. Yes. When we go on Joe Rogan, I am going to say something so completely incoherent that he will have no idea how to respond, at which point I'll look him dead in the eyes and say, you ever tried DMT? And then, and then we'll have just, like, the full circle. Yes. Of, yeah. of, and then he will have to call in Alex Jones as a consult, and then we'll all go out to dinner and have elk meat at his home later, and you know. We'll then we'll all... do DMT with Alex Jones. Yes. Maybe that would be. I don't recommend doing drugs. No. But if you're gonna do drugs, do them with Alex Jones. That seems like the time. And to Joe do Rogan. Them. Yeah. In it, the sauna and oh. just, just experience life. Just meet the Clockwork Elves, you know. I mean, you might as well. If you're going to meet him at any point in life, that's going to be when and where you that's do it. That's going to be the time to do it. Also, uh, Carly Oswald donated two ninety nine. Well, thank you. With a super chat of asking, did you all get vaccinated with a uh, ah, face? At the same time, actually. <laughs> yes. My mother got us both the appointment on the same day. So we got the first and sh second shot together. His mom scheduled my vaccine. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's how close we are. Without asking me. Yeah. 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 She was just like, hey, does Aiden want it? I was like, yeah, probably. I was playing Warzone, and I get a text from Aiden. He's like, yo, do you want to get vaccinated? And I was like, what? And he goes, my mom just scheduled appointments. Like, we have an extra one. Do you want it? And I was like, sure. <laughs> so, uh, Pfizer gang? Pfizer gang? Um, let's hope it works against the Delta. Yeah. Uh, the, the third arm went away after a week, so I think we're good. Oh, yours went away? Oh, yours didn't? Yeah. Okay, well, I want to shake its hand. Um... Fair enough. <laughs> uh, so, for YouTube censors, that was a joke. Yes, yes. Uh, Equitas X Gaming donated $5 with the question well, If Wendigos are created via resorting to cannibalism, does that mean that it's definite or is it just a chance that someone will become a Wendigo? It seems to only. When you get stories like the Wendigo, it seems to only occur in cultures where cannibalism is taboo. Hmm. So I would not the exact name of one of the islands. Um, there's a Mr. Ballin video about it. It's one of his top three places you can't go, but people went anyway. Hmm. Um, videos. Uh, awesome series. Uh, should definitely, people should definitely watch those. But I... Uh, yeah, so it seems that like the legends like the Wendigo pop up in cultures where cannibalism is, is wrong. But not in cultures where cannibalism is accepted. So... Again, depending on what tradition you're going by, the answer would kind of be y yeah. Um, it's for mo I would say for 99% of people, um, whether or not you believe in the supernatural aspect of it, eating a person will probably give you Wendigo psychosis. 
Do you know what Wendigo Psychosis is? I remember you talking about it. I don't remember exactly. Wendigo Psychosis is the... um, (coughs) a, A form of psychosis where you believe that you have to ingest human flesh. Um, you start to crave eating other humans and that gets you ostracized from society. And, you know, it, it is possible that this is where, this is the, the possible rational explanation for the Wendigo legend is that Wendigo psychosis developed and they saw people with Wendigo psychosis as monsters. Um, that is the, again, the, the rational explanation. Hmm. That is the not supernatural explanation, hmm. which is not nearly as fun. No. So we have another super chat from Alex Gamble for five dollars with a question. And well, by the way, we're, we're closing in on the end of the show. So yes. if you have a question and we haven't seen it yet, it's because we prioritize the super chats for obvious reasons. If you want us to answer it before the end of the show, send in a super chat. Uh, you know, there there's nothing. And don't too forget small. there is the uh, the Discord post post show yes yes so we will be in discord as well after this we'll be in the campfire yes yeah this week we won't be in general we'll be in the campfire which is for those above i think it's it's one and up yeah it's it's one dollar and up on one dollar and up on patreon yeah um so the question is do you think that the best way to blend in for any paranormal is to act as human as possible and try to make it like a myth for humans to consume can you repeat that yeah do you think that the best way to blend in for any paranormal is to act as human as possible and try to make it a myth for humans to consume? I think it very much depends on if you're talking about something that's a shapeshifter or not. Elaborate on that. Um, so if you're dealing with something like uh, Skinwalkers or the Leshy, uh, or I'm trying to think what some other good examples of uh, changelings... Um, you know, things like that, then then yeah, probably. It probably would be your best bet to try and exaggerate something to the point where people look at it as a myth and not something to genuinely fear. Uh, but if you're the kind of paranormal being that can't shapeshift into a human or something human adjacent, then that doesn't really make a ton of sense for you. Mm. Um, you know, just at that point, uh, you know, like, accept that you're a monster, I guess. <laughs> Fair. So just going in order, uh, so long as we, and by the way, uh, just as a little aside, we have to answer the, the super chat questions. So like if you send in a super chat, we will answer it before we go. Uh, otherwise we'll be wrapping up within about five minutes. Um, going in order, would it be possible to mimic a Wendigo using various sets of speakers from Crovian class? I need to repeat that one again. Essentially, like, would it be possible to mimic a Wendigo using, like, various speakers? So I would assume, you know, like, just different locations to get the effect. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm being asked questions that people are going to use to commit serial killer murders and then blame on the Wendigo. We don't If you think about the last two questions we received... (laughs) Yeah. Would it it make sense (laughs) for a paranormal entity to appear... To try and appear to be a myth in order to like, yep, yep. you know, make people not as afraid of it. We and don't then, condone. Uh, can you use speakers to mimic the what? What are you trying to do? We don't <laughs> condone murder and framing it murder. as a paranormal creature. Uh, so uh, Chiv sent us two ninety nine. Thank you. Uh, saying so, just spam the super chats and yes. Yes, that is a wonderful solution to getting your question answered. Yeah, basically. Following up, that is James Roberts with $2. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, 
chance of getting eaten in a national park, and I think that's like percent chance. What do you think? Oh, probably like very, very low. Yeah. Like thousandth of a percent. You'd probably have to actively wander off a path, stay there well beyond closing into the night, be alone or in a very small group of people. I don't even necessarily know that. It's just if you look at the rate of people who go missing in national parks in completely unexplainable circumstances, like yeah. what the Missing 411 phenomenon is, it's like 1,200 people over the last 60 years. Yeah. But I mean, like if they wanted to heighten their chances yeah. of getting murdered That's by like, a wind Yeah, exactly. Boy, if you want to heighten your chances, yeah, yeah obviously you, you do gotta those do things. All but all uh, no, yeah. if we're, we're talking like two people a year. Yeah, that go missing under these circumstances. And there's a lot of national there's, parks. There's a lot of national parks. There's a lot of people going through them. Yep. So very low chances, but like don't don't make your chances better. Yeah, yeah, not not the brightest plan to do. Uh, okay, so again, just kind of going in order. Uh, so are fleshy, intelligent, and therefore would it be possible to talk to one with, or talk to one in uh, parentheses, have an actual conversation without it trying to fool and kill us? Depends which one you're talking about, traditionally. Um, skinwalkers are completely intelligent, completely sentient. They're human beings who shapeshift. Um, Wendigos are totally consumed by their desire to consume humans. So no, you couldn't talk to one. Uh, Leshy is a demigod, or a race of beings who shapeshift, depending on which version of the lore you use. Nephilim, um, perhaps? Nephilim, perhaps. Uh, so those those ones you, you might be able to talk to or reason with. Um, but yeah, I mean, as a general rule, I would say you're, you're not looking at something that has human intelligence unless you're talking about a skinwalker. Interesting. So this is one that just caught my eye, and I'm, I'm, I just think it's interesting to ponder. What dinosaur could kill a flesh gate? I'd say a T-Rex due to its brute force and its bacterial bite like a Komodo dragon. By the way, that's a new find because of the grooves on its teeth. It can gather rotting meat. Mm. So, A flesh gate? Yes, that was that was the specific thing. I'd be inclined to say that most Jurassic and Cretaceous age predators could probably kill a flesh gate. Because um, I mean, it's Triassic too, probably as well. Maybe they they were small. Yeah, somewhere those were those were pretty small. Um, like, Triassic Park would be a petting zoo. Um, <laughs> now, see, that one, that one would actually be an interesting possibility to do for a theme park. True. Triassic Park. Jurassic and Cretaceous? Cretaceous Park would be a terrible idea. Yeah, that's... Isn't, aren't T-Rexes actually from the Cretaceous? Cretaceous. Yeah, not Jurassic, yeah. Not the Jurassic period. The only reason I remember that Wyoming exists is because of the movie Big Al. <laughs> Just about an Allosaurus that had a broken foot. I love that. <laughs> it's the only reason. Oh, also, Carly Oswald, thank you very much. She was just saying, I hope your bronchitis gets better. It has gotten better. It was at its worst in the doesn't. middle of last week. Thanks. Maybe it'll help attract the yeah. Wendy boy this weekend a little oh, yeah. bit more, and <laughs> it'll prevent me from being able to run as fast as I could. So I see there, there's two sides of that coin, apparently. <laughs> uh, we did just get another super chat from Tayden... Salzwiddle, which is a sick a name. Very British name. Um, for four ninety nine, blue snow shovel or wrap hands and hatchet. Oh, for my he's, next he's trip to whistle in the woods, big papa. Wait, wait, let me let me let me say that all in one go so you okay. get the full effect. Blue snow shovel, 
Or wrap hands and hatchet for my next trip to Whistle in the Woods, Big Papa. I may change your Discord tag to Big Papa. First of all, please don't go whistle in the woods and try and find a Wendigo. That's please not don't. a good it's a idea. Second if of all, you please were to always... do that, out of those two weapons, absolutely the hatchet. No, no, no. What he means is the blue snowshell. No. For obvious reasons. For obvious reasons. The blue snow shovel for obvious reasons. What, so you can dig your grave with it? Correct. <laughs> uh, no, because we all know blue snow shovels are very effective against the Wendy boys. Oh, yeah, extremely. Third of all, always refer to him as Big Papa, please. Oh, please don't. <laughs> I know it's his favorite thing. <laughs> I brought that you into this podcast. I can take you out of it. <laughs> Interesting mentality on that one. <laughs> Fair. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it is 8.34. Are there no Super Chats left? There are no Super Chats left. That was the last one. We'll are give there you... any questions remaining that you can see? Oh, we did just get a Super Chat. Oh, okay. Uh, from Alex Gamble again for okay. $5. It says, Thank you. Not everyone wants to be a silly serial killer. Too much work. Some of us just want to be sleep... <laughs> Some of us just want to be sleep with the monster. Don't kink shame, oh, you no. hobbit. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not going to shame you. I appreciate it. Please don't have sexual relations with the Wendy boy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't... Uh, we don't condone it? Don't do it? But if you do... If someone manages to do it... I we want to hear drink. about it. Yeah. Like, we want to know how it went and, yeah. like, how it went down. Because that would be incredibly interesting to hear it's about. one word for it. Like, because they shouldn't be able to breed, right? No. Yeah. They should not be able to breed. <laughs> well, for some Hey, people, Wendy boy, you're looking submissive and breedable today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why did I not prepare myself for that? Oh, Jesus. What is with that I trend, don't know. man? I don't like it. It's so creepy. I hate it so much. It doesn't matter who it's coming from. Guy, girl, it's like... Sonic what, the Hedgehog. Something in the... Huh? Huh? What? 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 Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> what, what side of TikTok are you on? Not the good side. I want out. <laughs> so let's, uh... Let's, uh, let's cool things down now. Yeah, let, let, let's let's get a, a Kickstarter started to get him on the right side of TikTok. Yeah. And uh, don't forget to spam Timcast IRL's uh, chats. Yes. Don't super chat them unless you want to. But don't just yeah. just be like, bring on the lore lodge, and then yes, and then Aiden and I can go talk about conspiracy theories to an audience of over a million people, which I just would love to do. That'd be great. I would have so much fun. That'd be fun. And then hopefully we'll get a bigger community here and we can all talk about hitting things with blue snow shovels. And then we can and... build the lore lodge and have a party for all of you. And when we say build the lore lodge, we, we, we quite just literally mean do mean build a physical yes. cabin in, in a woods. Yes, we do have a goal here of we eventually want to grow this enough and be able to have the monetary means to buy a plot of land, probably in PA, because PA is awesome. Yeah. And build a lodge 
That is the Lord Lodge that and you can have, come and stay it, it will be a bed and breakfast. It will have themed bedrooms. Yes. With various lore. Uh, and it will be a wedding venue as yes. well. Uh, th- this is like something we've actually thought out. Yeah. Like we, so, we, we quite literally have like a plan. Yeah. And, uh, you know, th- there, there would, of course, be a massive grand opening party. Oh, yeah. Um, you would all be invited to the grand opening for sure. That would be cool. We did have a grand opening party for the Lore Lodge, and we could convince the guys from Supernatural to come. That'd be sick. <laughs> That'd be sick. That'd be pretty awesome. If it was big enough, they would. Yeah, if it was, yeah, if it was big enough. Like Project X Lore Lodge party. But dude, I'd be. Uh, wait, we gotta get good enough. We gotta get good enough with our music. By the way, <laughs> we will be the to play our own party. Yes. Is that not the whole time? What I see blue. Oh, yeah, it's Shiv. I'll, I'll get to it in a second. Okay. All right, um, let's, let's wrap this up. We're getting late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, but, like, think about that. We wouldn't do it the whole night, but, like, opening act oh, yeah. at our grand opening with our own music. And then like, we have the Foo Fighters. Original music. <clears throat> yes. And, jo- and, and John Mayer. Okay, and John Mayer. And the Killers, maybe. This would be, like, the sickest party of the world. Yeah, it oh, would be. Oh, my God. All right. Jensen, Jensen Ackles, Jared Padalecki, yeah. and that whole crew come in to just hang. They bring the Impala, because Jensen owns it now. Um, and then we open for Foo Fighters, John Mayer, the Killers. Yeah, exactly. That's, you know, that's, that's totally... This is doable. I think we got it down. Um, <laughs> I think this oh, is I happening. do... Also, really quick, uh, I'll make a couple more announcements, but um, I'm going to be on Tuesday. I don't know if it's going live on Tuesday or if I'm just recording it Tuesday, but I'm doing a <laughs> podcast with uh, In the Trenches with or In the Trench with Esteban. Um, Julio Ricardo Domingo de Toya? No, but <laughs> uh, I'm impressed that you did that. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, so uh, I'm going to be on that podcast as well as Wild and Woke Pod. Uh, it's going to be in a couple cool. Saturdays, um, and I think I booked one more. I did, but I can't remember exactly what day. Um, I have to go through my messages and look at it, but yeah, so I'm going to be doing a few, a few more podcasts. Um, so keep your eyes out for them. Make sure to sub to those guys. They're all pretty cool. Uh, so real quick, two things before we go, Shiv sent us two ninety nine, and he just said, did he say Sonic the Hedgehog? I did. Mark. And then he said, uh, for four ninety nine, only if Hoot Hoot sings. Okay. Yes. Uh, and we'll then- do karaoke. Yeah, ooh, that'd be fun. Karaoke, oh, karaoke night at the Lore Lodge. Oh, that's gonna be like every night. What are you talking about? Because you would, you would, that's you would design that. You would do karaoke every night. You know you would. Anyway, so we're gonna wrap it up there. Yeah. Um, we're gonna be hopping into the campfire on Discord. Uh, feel free to follow Aiden on at the Aiden Mattis on TikTok and Instagram. And if you're Snapchat not following him on everything. TikTok at this point, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, I don't feel know how you got here. Yeah, feel free to follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Director Aiden. I'm actually, so I was in the Discord last night. I hopped into general because Shiv was like, come in. And I was like, okay. Um, I went on a little rant about Superman and Batman last night. I'm considering starting to make some TikToks in relation to uh, like the modern day mythology of superheroes, specifically in DC. Because I'm interested Superhero in Superhero lore. Superhero lore. Uh, yeah, because I love that. Specifically diving into the psychology of those characters, like especially like Batman and you know, a lot of his villains and Superman and all these different people who, or characters, I should say, uh, they have really interesting psychologies. And one of the first, so I'm thinking about doing a YouTube video on this if I find the time at some point on the Martha scene from Batman v Superman, because I, lore launch. I did, I did a defense of the Martha scene in in the discord last night and i had a number of people just muted and they were like 
I'm loving this. Oh my god. <laughs> it was like 20 minutes. So we'll see. If you guys have any interest in that, let me know. Uh, but yeah, feel free to Don't follow Don't ask us. if they're interested. Just make it. Fair enough. I'll just fucking make it. If they like it, they like it. Should we put it on the Lord Watch? Yeah. All right, fair we, enough. I've been thinking about doing some Lord of the Rings and Star Wars content. So. Oh, let's do it then. All right. Wait, so I, we are we're, trying to, we're trying to do like every, I'd say five days a week probably of content. Yeah. So um, we're at four now. Yeah, we're going to be expanding. So we're going to go from we've been doing the story times as true stories. We're going to do one day of true stories and one day of uh, fictional stories, yeah. horror stories. Um, I was going to do some Tolkien and Star Wars stuff, you know, really expand it. Uh, He's really he is out. really upset. Wait, um, so yeah, maybe it's, your long forms can be Fridays. Maybe my yeah. long forms can be like Thornberry Thursdays. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we can do that. Let's go. Okay, yeah, so come in maybe. The, the Lore Lodge is growing. Yeah, we are growing. <laughs> so next Thursday, I'm going to do a, a video on the Martha scene, and I'm going to make it fun. Fun. It's, it's, so my videos are going to be a little bit more chaotic, just for the fun of it. Oh, God. <laughs> we'll try it out. We'll He's going to have complete creative control over that. Yes. There will be plenty of memes. If you watch internet historians' videos, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a little bit, like five percent of that kind of kind of style. So, right. It'll be live action with me, but I will be adding in just like random cutouts of things, and just it'll all be edited very stupidly. They might come out a little bit less frequently because I need time to edit them, yeah. and I still have to take all of these podcasts and edit them so that way they're on Spotify. That's what I'm doing tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And, of course, uh, we're going to be uploading a lot more content to the Patreon. Yes. Um, in terms of written content. So that's going to be uh, short stories as I manage to write them. Um, quite possibly an anthology series of all the stories that we've done for story time. Um, and also, I've been working on a novel that I am trying to convince myself to get back to writing. So I might start doing that uh, either weekly or bi-weekly as a serial. Um, that people would have access to on on the Patreon, so uh, you know that's that's just another another thing to look out for. That would be Patreon exclusive, simply because I don't have another way to release that securely. Yeah, but yeah, and yeah. I have writing stuff that I've done as well. That I'm currently in the process of getting a script sold, but I have other stuff that I might. Uh, eh. uh, but I may uh, I may upload some of my short stories and stuff as well to the Patreon, yeah. if anybody has interest. You know. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I anyway, think that's, that's a good it. place to. To end it, thanks everybody. Um, you know, oh, real quick, people oh. are asking to see Archie before we go. All right, I'll go get him. And I think that's a fair thing because he's been crying this whole he time, and I've been like wanting to say, "Can we bring him out?" But you know, it's <sighs> <laughs> the poor boy. There he is. Can they see him? They can see him. Yeah. He's yeah. So, are you happy now? Is this better? Yep. Totally silent. Yep. He's totally silent. It's it's all he wanted. Um. But uh, yes, and they're well, saying he doesn't seem happy about this at all. Hi, baby. Let's give him some some room to feel to free to wander. He's not a cat. Should we just should we just? Well, he's just gonna <laughs> hop down. Okay, yep, naturally. Um. Yeah, uh, your mom for four ninety nine said everybody wants to see Archie. So, there was Archie. I showed him. There was Archie. He has since run away. Yeah, so all he wanted to be was out, and now he's just... Uh, I can actually see him. He, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's peeking over the counter. He, he is just tall enough to get his nose over the edge of my counter. Yep. 
Um, and so occasionally you'll look over and you'll, you'll just see hey, his, his eyes, his forehead, and the tip you of his nose. You didn't you? Yep. And now he's over here with Aiden. Yep, because he smelled the rest of the chicken I have over there. Nope. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you, everybody, for stopping by the Lord Lodge. Hope you enjoyed. <laughs> have a good night. We'll see you soon. Bye.